My guest today is guitarist in one of the most exciting bands to come out in a long time, the band Animals as Leaders. They have a new album out called The Joy of Motion. I'd like to welcome Javier Reyes to the show. Javier, thanks for being here. Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, so uh, last time we spoke was on the Progressive Nation at Sea Cruise. Did you guys have a good time? It was actually a lot cooler than, than I was expecting. I thought it was going to be a little, a little bit closer to NAM um, vibe, but uh, no, it was really cool, man. There was a lot of cool bands that I, that, you know, I didn't expect to see. Actually, uh, that's a good that's a good point to bring up is Nam. Uh, you go there every year, I'm sure. How do you enjoy that whole crazy scene? It's always cool to go check out gear. Um, the more that I go, like the bigger that it gets, kind of a, it gets pretty hectic. And I mean, I and at this point, it's like I'm I'm pretty laced with endorsements, so it's like sometimes it's kind of you know not necessarily crucial for me to go. Right. Uh, you know, because otherwise I start talking to other people and potentially having to leave home company and that isn't necessarily the, you know, that was the best idea, even though I just left the hyperness for carbon. But, um, right. but yeah, you know, it's the same idea, you know. So I wanted to ask you about that, changing from Ibanez to Carvin. Why the change? And, and uh, did you play Carvin guitars on the new album? Actually, the first album... Um, Although I, I didn't track the first album, most of the first album was actually tracked on a carbon guitar. I've actually been a fan of carbon guitars, you know, for a long time. I've always played, I've always owned, but, you know, through friends and just playing carbon to the best, I've always been a fan. And actually, maybe, you know, three years ago, carbon had actually sent one of their first eight strings over to us. Um, and we, I remember really liked it. Well, and then that guitar actually got stolen. Oh. We got robbed. So, you know, I was, when I was having, having the eye of, or, or consideration of switching companies or trying a, a different, you know, guitar out, Carbon was definitely something that I always thought was, you know, definitely something up my alley, both aesthetically and, and just how they sound and how they play. You know, they're, they're, they're awesome guitars. So, um, I reached out to them in the middle of this tour and, you know, I was just like, hey, do you guys, you know, mind sending me some guitars? I want to check some stuff out. And they sent me two guitars that I, you know, fell in love with. And I was just like, this, this is awesome. I'm getting more of this guitar, you know, that I've, I have from my Ibanez that are LA custom shop, you know, supposed to be the, the cream of the crop guitars in the country. And I'm like, these carvings that I have own on these right. Ibanez. <laughs> So, yes. you know, I was just like, well, dude, like, and so then, you know, I was talking to the owner and, you know, talking about potential signature and, you know, what we could do as far as design and, you know, essentially because, you know, Carvin is uh, pretty much a custom shop, they're able to do a lot more that, than Ibanez can, you know, the, right. the drawback with leaving Ibanez is that they're, you know, number three largest manufacturer of guitars in the world versus... Carvin, who is essentially a, a custom shop, you know. So what what they what they can do is a lot more unique. They can go outside of their box now, out of their comfort zone, without really interrupting their normal process. Whereas Car- I mean, with Ibanez, if I were to ask to do something, you know, a wood selection or something like fan frets or something on that level, um, they wouldn't be able to do it. You know, it, interesting. It must make things a lot easier for you when you have guitar made exactly how you like it with the kind of music you guys play. Yeah, exactly. The more comfortable the guitar is, obviously, the, the better it is. Right. You know, to, to play on it. 
considering that, you know, when we travel, the more resilient it is when we put it in airplanes or we put it in a trailer or, you know, going to different climates and whatnot. So I want to touch on the, the new album, Joy of Motion, which just came out. Uh, album's amazing. Uh, just some incredible stuff on there. And debuting in the top 25 for, I mean, an instrumental prog metal band. That must have blown your mind. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, we're pretty excited. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty cool. Obviously, the, the numbers like look amazing. Um, we're, we're just kind of blown away with, you know, already with what we've achieved and the the fact that it still keeps growing, it's, it's mind-blowing, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and then the fact that it, that they viewed at uh, number 23 in the billboards was just like a huge, huge surprise. I mean, apparently it did better than a bunch of other bands that came out around the same You know, there's one thing to be an instrumental band uh, and on top of that to do what you guys do. So, I mean, congrats on, on achieving that because that that's not easy. So that, that's a really Thank great you. thing. Very, very cool. I mean, and listen, the the album kicks ass. So it's no real surprise if anybody's a fan of it, they they can hear the quality. It seemed like there was a lot more of a kind of a live feel on this album. I read somewhere you guys recorded acoustic drums on this one. Is that right? Correct, correct. Those are those are real drums. Um, I, I think there's essentially little to no uh, sampling on that. You know, the bulk of the the drums that you hear is all real real drums, just properly mixed. So, did you record most of the the tracks live together, or was it still sort of you know multi-track kind of layered? Uh, you know, anyway. No, it was still very like multi-track. Um, you know, similar to the way we've done other albums, where you know everything was done on the on the on the computer first. You know, uh, we demoed the songs first. You know, wrote them on the computer, programmed all the drums. Once that was done, we actually re-recorded all the you know guitars to, to have the final takes um recorded any uh, without pretty much just that and then once that was done we went into the studio to do the uh to do uh the drums okay once once the drums were recorded we added bass and then solos and then the last thing that was added was the electronics got it okay great with the, the guitars recorded direct input again or amps we did like hybrid of it. Um, we did do um, the amps, um, or rather the direct, you know, Axe Effects thing that we normally do. Mm -hmm. But what we did in order to capture our live sound was to uh, tone match our Port City amps okay. with the Axe Effects. So it has, you know, the, it has the tone match feature that is, is awesome, you know. Um, so we were, we were using these Port City uh, boutique amps and cabs that we really liked and we thought were, you know, adding to the sound that we were having. You know, we were, we were using them live and our sound engineer was just like, man, this is the best you guys sounded like going through these amps. So we we became fans of, of, of that tone. Um, so we wanted to capture that as well with using the aspects and using that in the album to help create, you know, a more unique quality to the band so instead of having to design something from scratch then the axe effects we literally just just tone matched it and used that for the entire album and it's actually what we're using now live as well was the bass recorded the same the bass is actually only four songs have real bass the rest the rest of them have uh trillion which is just a bass software 
Yeah, so, I mean, it'd be, I figured it'd be like a little too hard to for some of those parts in order to you know play those bass parts. I don't know how we would do it. Right. When you guys uh, are writing these songs, are you sort of deciding who gets to play what part as it goes, or just whoever came up with that part plays it, or how do you between you and Tosin, how do you decide who's playing what on on each track? You know, a lot of the songs, you know, particularly the ones that I made with Misha, were essentially um, start off with just Tosin and Misha as far as the arrangement and the composition. You know, when we came, me and Matt came in, it was more so um, the after for for those particular songs were after the fact. So you know, adding layers or bodies. You know, at that point, it's choosing which parts we played. Uh, it's just whatever is you know kind of. Feasible live, obviously, Coachman's going to do lead parts, so I'll have to take care of anything that's in between there. Um, but, you know, on the new album, there's actually parts where we go back and forth in physical education. I'm playing, you know, the leads um, while he's playing the, the rhythm part for the whole, for the whole song. Um, I think that's the only song we've, we've done that, really. But uh, essentially, I'll, I'll always go for the, the rhythm parts. Um, Matt brought i mean just a, a, an amazing element to the live shows and now how is it finally having him on an album and hearing how that added to the music oh it's great i mean i think i think you know when we were talking about having a like a sense of a live band playing and i think that's where you're getting that from you know yeah um because because of his playing he's such a very organic player you know but put in the context of animals and leaders which is such a rigid and you know, choreographed setting, you know, it kind of heightens this level of, like, organic, you know, band sort of vibe. Do you guys, I mean, you guys rehearsing all the time and and really putting a lot of uh, focus on the live show? I mean, it seems like that, and it's they're very intense, very aggressive sort of a live experience. How much do you guys we work on that? Not very much. We rehearse maybe, like, a week or two weeks. Really? Sure. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we have ideas and we'll talk about ideas. And then as far as digital stuff, we'll, it's just a work in progress. You know, we keep adding a little bit more and more. We have our visuals guys that also, have, you know, he comes up with ideas as well, or we tell him ideas and kind of, you know, come, makes them into a reality sort of thing. Right. Have you gotten used to playing eight string the majority of the time? Do you miss, you know, playing on a six string regular? Or? Well, I, I play six string when I do my nylon. Um, but I saw when I play electric, yeah, I'm kind of used to doing uh, eight string now. When I, whenever I grab a six, I feel like I don't know how to play. <laughs> Do you miss that ever? I do. You, or do you ever, after the intensity of those shows, just every once in a while, say, "Man, I just, I wish I could just play in an, an acoustic cover band for an hour just to relax." Not at all. <laughs> I don't think I ever want to be in a cover band. <laughs> <laughs> I don't necessarily play just for the sake of playing. Like I like writing music. Yeah, I don't know if I could do a cover band. Uh, no, I'm kidding. What are your influences, man? Where do you draw this this from? And and was this music always what you were into? I listen to a variety of music, man. Um, you know, it's not always necessarily guitar-centric or, like, you know, prog. It's not necessarily always prog or metal. Um, I listen to a lot of electronic, a lot of, you know, indie, some jazz, some Latin stuff, classical, you know. Um, 
just because I, I like music, I tend to find, you know, pretty melodies throughout all, all styles of music, and hearing those melodies in different contexts is what allows me to, you know, expand my my, my palette, if you will. Right. Um, I'm a guitarist, and, you know, I'm, I'm for whatever reasons, I ended up in a band that's super shreddy and all this other stuff, and I have to, like, create, you know, interesting guitar parts at the same time, you know, I'm trying to also, you know, just write music that's fun to listen to. So combining those two things is kind of, you know, where where we're pulling these types of inspirations from. And then, you know, with Tosin, as far as his stuff, he, he's very technique So he, when he writes his stuff, he's thinking of a technique. And then at the same time, he's also trying to combine, you know, these elements of, of conventional music that the majority of the population likes, you know, but put into this context of, of prog and metal that is obviously more niche right. market and a niche, niche more of a of a taste. Yeah, I mean, you guys and and uh, you know, Periphery and some of these other bands that are out there right now seem to be the new sort of kings of guitar. You know. Um, kind of picking up the mantle, I guess. I mean, you guys feel that way when those articles are written about you in Guitar World and all that kind of stuff? I don't, you know, it's hard to say, yeah, I feel that way. Like, I mean, obviously reading about it is like, okay, I guess we've become these things. <laughs> um, you know, people, I just been an interview and someone was like, you consider yourself, uh, you know, a, a prodigy. And I was just like, no, I don't think so. You know, I can name a few of that I consider better than you, you know. They're better to, than me. And I could say the same thing for Tosin. You know, I think we're all extremely unique players. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're 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 just product of like you know the people that you've been influenced and just absorbing it as much as you can. But there's definitely going to be more more to come, and who knows what's going to happen in five years? You know, who are some of the top guitar players that that influenced you? Um you know, kind of instrumental-wise, you know, like the the Vise and the the Satrianis and people like that. Who who is in that list that you kind of? You know, back in the day, um, I would say like Petrucci, Joe Satriani, uh, Ingve Malmsteen, um, you know, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Even though he did a lot of vocals, I think probably my favorite thing he did was the Little Wing cover. Right. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I remember that. Guitar players like that dime bag, you know. There, he wasn't instrumental, but Jesus Christ, what, what he was doing back in the day was yeah, it was amazing. Heard of. Um, so you know things things along the lines of that, and then I had influences from my you know guitar teachers and and then just listening to music outside of of metal and then putting that into the context that I thought would be cool. What's uh, what's something on your iPod that that people would be surprised to know you listen to? Tigran Hamashian. <laughs> T-I-G-R-A-N Hamashian. G-H-A-M-A-S-Y-A-N. Uh, he's a piano player uh, that I think from like Iraq or from Armenia that is just phenomenal. I mean, there's some parallels of what they do to what we do, but you know, they're definitely more on the jazz side. Oh, well, that's cool. There, but, People should check that out. Yeah. Listen, pleasure speaking with you. Congrats on everything, on the band and the new album, and uh, hopefully we'll get to see you on the road. Right on. Thank you. All right, man. Take it easy. Take it easy. Bye.
Thanks, Javier, for the interview. We're going to close with the opening track off Joy of Motion called Cascade. For more information and upcoming interviews, please check theprogreport.com. Thanks.